Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the NBA DFS Today podcast. I am your host, uh, Keith Cork, and I am joined as I am by pretty much every Thursday by Mr. Ramiz Muhammad. Uh, and this is the Sports Ethos podcast. I don't know why I skipped that in the, in the intro there. But, uh, welcome, everybody, and we are getting down to the nitty gritty here, Ramiz. We've uh, obviously got two play in games on this site, and then obviously the, um, you know, the actual playoffs will start. I believe it's uh, Saturday they're starting, or maybe Sunday. Sometime this weekend they're starting. But um, I'm excited for these games, obviously. We've got the polls on this slate, so I've got, obviously, a lot of lots to talk about here. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good. I actually was making a lineup here before we jumped on. I had maybe about 45 minutes to look at the slate. And I actually made a pretty good one, I felt like, uh, with some guys that are pretty, uh, you know, I would say lo- low mid-tier, uh, lots of low mid-tier guys and a couple of, uh, you know, stars in there so how how are you feeling in general about this slate honestly i'm feeling pretty good too i think uh there was like a team that i did struggle with finding a couple of players more than a yeah. couple of players actually and there was a predicament that i faced which we'll get later on but uh otherwise i think i had a pretty good sleep yeah i'm taking a look now i've got three one two three four guys that are like in the mid four thousands and then i've got you know everyone else is like seven well there's one that's 5900 then uh, the other guys are like 7,700 and up. So three three studs basically I'm rolling with and just kind of the guys that are getting minutes that are kind of at the end of the bench. But let's uh, let's just jump right into it, man. Um, don't want to take up too much of our, our viewers' time here. But uh, we do have the Chicago Bulls in the Miami Heat, obviously. My Chicago Bulls, who I don't even know how they won that game against the Raptors. I'm sorry, my friend. Uh, I would say I'm happy, but the, the, the end result of this is that we maybe get to play the, the Bucks. Uh, so... <laughs> You can't be too upset that your team lost. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've got obviously the Bulls playing the Miami Heat here. Um, the Heat are favored by five and a half points. The game totals are pretty interesting here because this game total is 208.5. And since there's only two games, we can just you know kind of let, let the listeners know. The other game total is, I believe, two yeah 228.5. So a whole 20-point difference between these two games in point total. But... Let me just, uh, we do have Kyle Lowry questionable with a knee soreness. I have to believe he plays in this one. He played pretty darn well in that last game. Um, so I'd have to think he suits up here. But uh, Ramiz, let me just have you start us off. Since I'm the Bulls guy, I'm probably going to talk too much. Why don't you let us know, uh, you know, what you're thinking in this game here? All right, let me start off. So uh, obviously the Raptors ended up choking that game because of <laughs> DeMar's daughter. Uh, but uh, I think uh, I think. The over and under is kind of spot in terms of how this game is going to be played out. I think it's going to be one of those gritty games. I mean, because I think the Miami Heat are going to obviously, the Miami's a weird team. Like, obviously, they can have a performance where they go off, or they can have a performance like they did against the Hawks, and it just ends up being a lot more of a stalemate type of game for them. Uh, but from the Bulls side of things, I'm going with DeRozan at 7,700. I think he's one of those higher 7,000 guys who I like because, uh, Honestly, it's a whole combination of his past performances against the Heat. Uh, maybe a narrative because he is going against Jimmy Butler, Lowry, which he is good friends with. And uh, this is a play-in game, right? I mean, this is a game that they got to make the playoffs. I don't know if you guys have your pick this year or not, or if it's a swap. But uh, we're probably lo- we are losing our pick. Uh, mo- we have like a I think seven to nine percent chance to keep it. So most likely going to be losing our pick. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I think uh, you guys for sure want to make that eighth seed because. Yeah. You get playoff experience for Ayu Dasuma, because like you said, Bucks are probably a, out of the stretch for a team to be. Uh, but Rosen, I think, is a great player, and essentially that he can also uh, probably do some playmaking. And then I also like uh, Caruso and Ayu Dasuma. Caruso at 5,000, Dasuma at 3,500. Obviously, it's kind of tough to kind of 
choose who of these other players are going to go off. But like I said, uh, I don't think this game is going to be a high-scoring game. So I think these two players in general, maybe I'd assume will get a lot more minutes than usual because he can hit that three-point shot better than the Caruso, better than Pat Beverly. Or uh, Caruso gets his minutes because, I mean, Caruso had a really great game against the Raptors. Obviously, his stat line is pretty, like, uh, not nothing too special, but uh, he, had, he had, like, a lot of impact. So as long as in the play-in game where he's, I think he'll probably get, like, around 35 minutes, probably guarding Jimmy, probably guarding uh, Lowry, uh, probably being switched onto every position, to be honest. And then uh, I just think he has a really great chance of uh, hitting up. I believe he had 32, if I'm not mistaken, or high 20s. I think he could definitely uh, do something around that range as well. And on the Miami Heat side, uh, I actually decided to go for Jimmy at 9,000. This Mm. is a high, I mean, the predicament I was talking about early on was I was thinking about Jimmy or Shea. And uh, obviously, Shea is 1,400, but... uh, and he also is kind of more guaranteed towards his uh, play. But Jimmy at 9,000, can he have two bad games in a row as in Miami? <laughs> like especially against the Bulls. Uh, so uh, his former team, one yeah. of his former teams. So I think uh, I do like Jimmy because I think he's guaranteed to get like 12, 14 free throws. Because if there's one thing you know about that Bulls-Raptors game, the Bulls are probably going to end up fouling Jimmy a lot and falling for his pump fakes. And so I think at 9,000, I think Jimmy will be able to get his value. And especially because he'd also be able to get you some assists, uh, mm-hmm. some rebounds. And also because I don't trust Bam in this type of play matchup. I think he struggled in this type of matchup because of, uh, I guess, the Vucevic uh, presence and yeah. it's guarding him out on the perimeter. So he can't really provide that defensive presence that he has in the paint. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do want more towards the more expensive type of Jimmy. I also like Max Struess at 4,600. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Raptors did have a really nice stretch of like hitting their threes. And OG did get a lot of threes. Fred got some threes. So I think... Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of double teams towards Jimmy, towards the BAM. So I think Max Drews maybe take advantage of that and uh, just have a great night. And then another guy who I have is just Oladipo at 3,700. If one of Lowry or Gabe Vincent doesn't play, maybe Oladipo slots in and gets those minutes and provides an impact. And at 3,700, uh, he'll just be a low-risk, high-reward type player. Yeah, I like it, man. I like the Max Drews call on the uh, Heat side. That's the guy I wasn't looking at that I like that you were talking about because the Heat or the uh, Bulls do struggle uh, against guarding the three-point shooters. That's a guy that profiles as a guy that kind of just – it, it, the Bulls typically, like with OG Adenobi, leave some someone open. Like they're they're just scheming to leave someone open because their help defense is, for lack of a better term, just bad. <laughs> their help defense is pretty bad. So uh, a lot of times they leave guys like Zach Levine out on an island, and it ends up being you know, hey, we're just gonna let this guy shoot uh, because that's just kind of the most efficient thing that we can do with with the personnel we have on the floor. So, uh, so I, I do think Struess is one of those guys that could benefit from situations like that. So uh, I do agree with you that DeRozan, 7700. Yeah, I think. Um, you know, DeRozan, he put up a pretty decent stat line in the last game. Um, those refs in that, that Raptors-Bulls game were calling nothing <laughs> until, like, the last two minutes, and then they started calling these little tic-tac fouls. That are very questionable. I will go ahead and just state that. There were a couple calls that were down the stretch. I was like, I don't know. Especially in the – it definitely benefited the Bulls uh, on that Pascal Siakam call. But, um, but yeah, I, I just think, um, you know – if the refs are anywhere near average or calling it the other way, which they can do in the playoffs sometimes, right? They can call things really tight, just try to keep keep things clean in the start in the beginning here. I think DeRozan could go to the free throw line a whole heck of a lot. You mentioned Jimmy going to the free throw line. I think that, that's the same case with, with DeMar DeRozan. So at seventy seven hundred, he's the guy I'm rolling with. I think a lot of people will, you know, see that game from Zach Levine and they're gonna roll with him at eight thousand. I uh, can't blame you. I mean, he is capable of going supernova like he did against the Raptors, uh thirty points that second half, but I just don't don't, it's not. It's not a given. It's not something I'm like banking on. Uh, could it happen? Yes. I just don't think it's a good chance. I think the Heat are going to do a better job of, of containing that. I think the Raptors ran out of steam in that second half with all their you know all their starters playing 40 minutes. All the 
uh, drama around Nick Nurse leaving, all all of that just kind of weighing heavily on them. They just kind of looked like they had their feet in cement at that second half. So uh, Zach was just kind of running around people at that point. Uh, nobody, there's no defense, so that was kind of crazy. But I think the Heat will stay. The Heat have the rest advantage here, obviously, and they have the home court advantage. So I think they're gonna they're gonna play a full 48 minutes of, of good defense here. So not necessarily looking at Levine myself, but DeRozan, yeah, I'm looking at him. Um, Vooch, I think you can look at him. I'm I'm really not here. I think it's it's fine. Price doesn't really jump out at me. It's okay. Um, Caruso is interesting. I put him as a no. Um, I think he's, his sale is 5,000 on DraftKings, if I remember. It was 3,900 last game, which I faded, and that was a kind of a mistake. He didn't put up, like you said, a, a great stat line, but it was definitely good enough at 3,900. But I think he's going to put up a similar stat line at 5,000, which it's fine. I mean, that's 5x value. You know, it's not crazy, but... Uh, the Heat are eight, ninth, give up ninth least turnovers in the NBA, so <clears throat> that's one of the things that Crusoe hangs his hat on when it comes to you know fantasy relevance is, is getting steals and blocks. He had six of them against uh, against the Raptors. I just don't see that happening against the Heat, so that's why I'm, I'm not necessarily going with Crusoe. I'm looking at three other guys on the Bulls uh, down the down line actually, which is Kobe White at 4800. Uh, I think he's a very uh, essential part, you know, of the of the bench. He got 25 minutes against that in that Raptors game, and he got zero minutes in the fourth quarter. So if he's hot. And getting the ball more, um, I like him to play even more than 25 minutes. Uh, Patrick Williams at 4700 is another guy you can look at as well. I was expecting him maybe to be a little shaky in that rotation that last game, but he stuck in, and he had a really good game. He was impactful, so I think he could do that again. Uh, Patrick Beverly though is probably my favorite guy of these uh, kind of downwind guys at 4300. Um, you know, look, the Heat are not very good at point guard. Um, they're running Lowry out there. He's he had a really good game in the last one. I'll give him that. But defensively, he can't stay in front of anybody. He's a, he's a traffic cone at this point in his uh, career, which is unfortunate. He's a, he's a tiny guy. That's just what happens. I mean, Fred Van Vliet was the same way towards the end of that game as well. Um, just hard for those guys to stay in front of people and uh, and get deflections and stuff. So Pat Beverly, assuming he makes a few shots here and there, should be able to hit value for you at 4,300. Uh, he had an absolutely miserable game through three quarters in that, in that Raptors game. And then finally in that fourth quarter, he kind of turned it around. Um, so, you know, I'm looking for a better game from Pat Bev. He's always been up and down all season. So it's kind of like he has a bad game and he has a, a really good game. So maybe this is the really good Pat Beverly game. We'll see how it goes. Uh, the other guy in the bulls I'm looking at in really large field GPPs is Andre Drummond at 3,100. He just intrigues the heck out of me at 3,100. Um, ultimately I, I'm not going to go there probably in any of my lineups to be honest with you guys. But, uh, if you're playing a very large field GPP and you need to be very, you know, Make your, your, your lineup unique. Uh, I do think he, he had 11 minutes in that last game. So if he can get uh, anywhere near that. I, actually, no, I'm sorry. He got six minutes, I believe he got, because he split it with, with, with Derek Jones Jr. But he still put up 5.25 DK points. So, uh, you know, this guy, if he gets in the game, if he ends up getting maybe close to 10, 11, 12 minutes, uh, he could get you, you know, maybe 10 to 15 DK points, which, um, you know, it's a punt play. But I think it's decent as opposed to anyone else in that kind of range here on this slate. Uh, on, on the Heat, uh, you mentioned Jimmy Butler. I think... I'm fading him because of the fact that everyone's going to play Jimmy Butler. Everyone's going to look at the narrative, the, the the narrative that you know he's playing his old team. Jimmy Butler destroys the Bulls historically. It's true. Um, he seems to have a chip on his shoulder when he plays against us. Um, so I think he's going to be very high owned, and that's the only reason I don't have him in my lineups right now. I, I'm instead going to pivot to Tyler Hero at 7100, who I think could also have a very good game. Uh, another decent shooter here from the from the perimeter. So. I can't blame people for Jim, blame, for playing Jimmy Butler. I think there are plenty of reasons to do it. But I just think when I'm, t- t- I'm trying to play the game and trying to, you know, I play GPP, so if I'm trying to beat the field, um, if I fade him, I think he's going to be probably at least 30% owned 
probably closer pushing that 40% mark. So uh, if that's the case, then I want to have uh, some some you know, uniqueness in my lineup there. So I'm fading him there. The last guy I got in the heat here, sorry to talk so long, but Gabe Vincent at 4,900, especially if there's no Kyle Lowry. Um, you know, he should step into to 35 plus minutes here. Um, and even if the Lowry does play, he should still play decent minutes at 4,900. I think he could hit, you know, 5x value for you. Not my favorite play in the world, but I think he is, you know, it's a two-game slate, so you can't be super-duper picky. So, um, any thoughts on any of those guys or anyone else in this game that you're looking at here, Ramiz? I mean, Andre Drummond's a pretty uh, sneaky good pick, I think, because I do think uh, the Miami Heat likes to run Cody Zeller. Yeah. So, perhaps that's where maybe Andre Drummond gets his opportunity to run against yeah. him and have a good couple of minutes, because the Raptors did play a lot more small ball. Yeah. So, I mean, the only option they had to play Drummond was against Jacopoto, but they didn't yeah. end up running Vucevic for 35 minutes, right? I was really surprised because I, I assumed they were going to run Derrick Jones Jr. out there as, a, as the center. I assumed Drummond was going to get a DMP. Uh, I was half right. The, the minutes that they had Derrick Jones Jr. out there against the Raptors was was good. Um, the minutes that they had Drummond out there were also decent, but uh, I feel like when they got the you know uh, Derrick Jones Jr. out there, it created steals. It created more more wing depth, more wing length, and stuff like that. So they end up getting more deflections and steals. So uh, I, I felt like that was the play. They should have done that from the beginning. So I was hoping Derek Jones would get like 11 to 12 minutes. So I played him in a few, you know, GPP lineups. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. But but here in this, you know, scenario, like you said, Ramiz, I think this is more of a scenario where you play Drummond because they're going to play Cody Zeller those backup minutes. And uh, and you know, if he gets again 10 to 12 minutes. He'll probably hit value for you at 3,100. So there you go. Um, okay, let's move on, though, to the OKC Thunder and Minnesota Timberwolves. Minnesota is favored at this point in time by five and a half points, and the game total, again, is 228.5. We do have some injury news here. Um, Carl T. Towns is technically questionable with a calf strain. I have to believe he plays through it. He's been questionable for the last, like, five or six games. Play through it every single time. Uh, Rudy Gobert is questionable with a back injury, which is, vin- which is interesting. He was suspended for the last game. Uh, I don't know. I... I feel like they're better without him, so maybe they're just trying to, to, to get him out there. I don't know. Uh, I think we have to really kind of monitor that situation because I really don't know if he plays or doesn't play. Um, I'm going to assume he plays, but I really don't know that for a fact. Uh, Jamie Downs, of course, is out with that hand injury, and Nazareth is out with a fracture. So Wolves are, are decimated uh, you know, th- with their depth there uh, and a couple of uh, stars, quote-unquote, that are uh, questionable there. Uh, so what are your thoughts here on this game, Ramiz? Let me go ahead and have you start us off with this one, too. Uh, honestly, I like a lot, a lot of players from the Thunder side of things. I think yeah. uh, uh, one player I went with was uh, Giddy at 8,900. So I didn't go for Shea. I decided to go with his uh, other partner in uh, the backcourt. And Giddy's has been having a really amazing end to the season. I mean, uh, obviously, they're the 10th seed. They took over Dallas. And, I mean, Giddy's been a huge role in helping get these wins into this position. I mean, even that game against uh, Pelicans, it was an amazing game, especially on the road. So I don't think why he can't imitate the same thing because I, I don't know if obviously Rigobert is a question mark. So you got to take into account that presence in the paint if he decides to play. But I don't think he will play because, I, I mean, like you said, right, they play better with one, one of those two. So maybe he doesn't play. And I think if that's the case, I think that opens a lot of players for the Thunder side of things like Giddy at 8,900. And then also went with Jalen Williams at 6,400. He didn't have a really great performance against uh, uh, the Wolves. I mean, not the Wolves, the Pelicans. Uh, but I think that might have been due to Jackson Hayes, might have been due against uh, uh, just the defense of Herb Jones and the, the defenders that they have. Whereas in the Wolves, if they don't have Gobert, I think Towns, have, Towns running a center, I think will be a lot more leaning towards getting those easy buckets at the paint because he is a lot more better of a slasher. So if Towns is not going to be rim protecting at all and he'll be playing like 40 minutes, so I don't know how much of a paint presence he'll be. And uh, I also have a couple of those budget guys from the Thunder 
which I think you may have as well, which is Isaiah Joe at 4,200. Uh, Isaiah Joe is obviously he's, uh, he can have some like horrible games sometimes, but he's one of those guys who, one of those guys who can is known for kind of having those really amazing games. And uh, if he has one of those amazing games, it might really push you over and get you that uh, get you that money. So I like him at 4,200. I also like Jay Williams at 4,400. Uh, he's a center who's been playing around like 32 minutes for him. I think he's their only center. Yeah. They don't play Pokashevsky. They don't play uh, JRE, Jerome Robinson, Earl anymore. So I think he's kind of their main guy. And he's been kind of just doing his thing, right? Yeah, hitting threes, uh, yeah. just guarding the centers, uh, taking the beatings, and uh, just doing what he does, right? So at 4,400, uh, he's kind of one of those guys who I like because he can kind of slot in if we're going for these upper end guys like a Shea, like a – like I said, Jimmy Butler, you're going to need some of these guys. And I think Jay Williams is, would be a nice player because he's probably going to get around 30-plus minutes. And on the Wolf side of things, I kind of went with the more obvious pick. I think probably the most obvious pick in this whole state in talents at 8,500. Yeah. Uh, he feasted against the Lakers. Obviously, he did kind of struggle towards the end. But uh, it's a thunder running Jay, Jay Williams at center. Probably small ball. I don't think Towns is going to struggle on that end. So I think Towns is going to have a feast. He is a bit more expensive, 8,500. But like, if Gobert, Gobert is like I said, Go, there's a lot of these picks around are surround Gobert's like availability. So if Gobert plays, I don't know if I like that pick because uh, maybe that impacts Towns' ability to go inside the paint. Uh, but if if I'm thinking, I don't think Gobert's gonna play, so I do think Towns is a great pick. And I also have Kyle Anderson at 7,400. I think this is the most expensive Kyle Anderson probably been, but he's had he had an amazing game. Mm-hmm. And what I really like about Kyle Anderson is that he's not he obviously he may struggle from scoring. May struggle from three point range, but he's gonna get you blocks, he's gonna get you yeah. rebounds, he's gonna get you assists. And Jalen McDaniels is out, Torian Prince is not consistent, so you kind of need to play him. And he was playing center for them, he was playing a lot of position. He can, he's kind of been playing that playmaking big man for these guys. And uh, if Towns gets into foul trouble possibly again, that allows a lot more opportunity for Kyle Anderson to go ahead and great night. I want to obviously stack these two uh players, but uh, if you want to create multiple lineups, I think these two guys are definitely want to have one of them on each slate. Yeah, uh, Jalen Williams, J A Y L A N, is a absolute smash play at 4400. I I agree with that. Um, he's gonna get 30 plus minutes again. They're gonna have to have somebody guard Colin T. Towns. Uh, nobody else in that Thunder roster is really up to that task. And I like Jalen Williams. Um, I think he did a decent job against uh you know uh Jonas Valanciunas, despite the fact that Jonas basically if he wouldn't have gotten hurt he might have gone for 20 and 20. Uh, but he's still he's still I mean he's the only literally the only guy the Thunder have uh that's gonna go out there and do that. They're not as you said JRE's not playing. Uh, Pokashevsky's hurt, I believe, so uh, or just at least out of, out of the lineup, e- either one. Uh, but yeah, they're gonna play him. Uh, so if Zaws are playing Jalen Williams that many minutes, 4400 is an absolute smash play for me. Um, I'm going SJ here. I'm going Shea Gildas Alexander 10-4. Uh, I know you know you kind of have to make the decision: do I go Butler or, or SJ? And obviously, I'm not playing Butler, so I am playing SJ here. Um, but I think you know, it, for me, it's been all year I've been targeting the Wolves. You know, if the Wolves are playing against a team. I consider they get a little bit of bump there, you know, even though they have Rudy Gobert uh, and some decent, you know, uh, defenders there in Minnesota. I still think that they give up a whole lot of points and they don't have a really good defense. So, um, so SGA at 10-4, after I saw what he did to the Pelicans, who I thought he might struggle against, um, this guy's he's matchup proof. So I feel like um, he's a pretty safe play there, uh, even at that. Uh, I think he's, I believe he's the highest price guy. I think he's got to be the highest price guy on the slate. So, um, I think one guy you didn't mention though, a couple of guys you didn't mention on the Thunder. Lou Dort at 5,900. Um, he, uh, we, we were playing him against uh, Brandon Ingram because he simply had to be out there to guard Brandon Ingram. Uh, had a really hot first quarter and then kind of cooled off, but he still ended up with a very, very good line uh, for that price tag. His price jumped about 500 here, but I'm still all over it. I mean, 
Um, let me say this about Anthony Edwards. He does not look healthy. Um, it looks like he's a little banged up. So that's that really sucks for the for the uh, Timberwolves. But they're still he's still a very talented player, still a very athletic player. They're going to need somebody to guard him. So I think Lou Dort's going to get that call uh, for most of the game. So you know, as long as this guy's going to be called on to defend the the you know top player, he's going to be on the court for thirty to thirty five, probably thirty five plus minutes. Um, at four, at fifty nine hundred, he's still, I still think he's a very good play. Um, yeah, you mentioned Isaiah Joe already. One other guy in the Thunder though you didn't mention, uh, and this is again deep GPP uh, type of pivot in line with the Drummond play. Uh, a little bit pricier. Dario Saric at 3,400 intrigues the heck out of me. He got 11 minutes in the last game, uh, put up nine DK points. You know, again, just a, a per minute monster. Uh, if we can, you know, I don't know if we can bank on him getting 15 plus minutes, but let's, you know, go ahead and run some scenarios, right? What if Jalen Williams goes out there, guards Carlton Towns, and gets an early foul trouble? Who else are you going to put in there? It's going to be Dario Sarge. I can almost guarantee that at this point, just from what we saw in that first playing game. So, you know, if he verges on near 20 minutes at 3,400, he's going to absolutely smash up price tag. But we need some things to go right for that to happen, obviously. So, you know, it's not absolutely bankable, but it is a really smart play. I feel like probably smarter even than the Drummond play uh, if you can afford it because it's a little bit more expensive. It's 3,400 as opposed to 3,100 for, for Drummond. So that's my thoughts there. Uh, yeah, of course, Carlton Towns on the other side for the Timberwolves. Um Anthony Edwards, again, looks like a little bit of a – I'm not going to call him a shell of himself. He still looks pretty decent, but uh, just banged up. So I feel like they're going to you know, really lean on Carl Anthony Towns here on the offensive side. If we don't get Gobert, maybe a few extra rebounds fall his way as well. Um, just a really good matchup here. Obviously, the Thunder just don't have those power forward center you know, guys. They have Chet Holmgren, but he's he's injured. They have uh, Pokashevsky, but he's – just not very good and, and injured, or maybe I don't know. He's out of the lineup for some reason. Um, but another guy here on the Timberwolves that you didn't mention that I'm going to throw out there uh, is Nikhil Alexander Walker at 4,000. Uh, he ended up getting you know minutes in the mid 20s. I don't see any reason that doesn't change. That that's not the same reason, same case here. He should still get those minutes. Um, now, of course, he's really a hit or miss kind of guy. He's very much in line with Isaiah Joe. So. You, know, you kind of have some a, bit, a little bit of like some dichotomies here. Like you have a Darius Sarge or Andrew Drummond if you want to go that route. You have Isaiah Joe or a uh, 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 who am I talking about? Alexander Walker. Uh, so those guys are really similarly priced. Uh, same thing with Jimmy Butler in, in SGA. You kind of have a, a decision there. So you know one or the other. You kind of have to make those choices. But um, but I think you know Nikhil Alexander Walker uh, profiles as basically the same minutes you know uh, as Isaiah Joe is going to get. And maybe a slightly less skill than Isaiah Joe. I think in a vacuum, I prefer Isaiah Joe. Uh, but, you know, again, we're looking at salaries as well. He's a little bit cheaper than Isaiah Joe. So if you, you know, have a lineup you really like and he's the one that slots in there, I don't, you shouldn't have to second guess it. Go ahead and get him in there and hopefully he, you know, hits his shots and, and gets you 25 or so, 20 to 25 DK points and, and you'll be happy with it. So um, anyone else that you're looking at here or any thoughts on, on any of those guys, Remy's? Uh, no, I mean, I like the Nikola Alexander-Walker pick. I think uh, he's for sure going to get minutes. And uh, the Thunder, I don't think Lou Dort or one of those tough defenders is going to be paying attention to Alexander-Walker. So if Nikola Alexander-Walker can just take advantage of the open shots he's probably going to get from the, the double teams to Town, the double teams to Edwards, then, yeah, I think that's a good show. And I also want to mention uh, Edwards is the fourth highest price player on this slate, but I, I don't feel like he's going to have a lot of ownership Yeah. And he could, I mean, you know, he didn't, I mean, just because a guy doesn't look right in one game, I mean, he's had a couple of days of rest. Maybe he's, maybe he's back to himself. So, hey, low on low on guy, he might be the guy to go with here. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a good call there. Um, 
All right, let's move on to Thrive Fantasy. I've uh, got four Thrive Fantasy plays I'm looking at here. They've got quite a few over there. Uh, how many did you end up with, Ramis? I got four, too, as well. Okay, perfect. Well, I'm going to let you start off since I've talked so much. So go ahead and give me your first one. All right, I'm going to go with... Uh... I'm going to go with the under on one of your bulls, and that's Zach Levine. I have oh. 25 and a half Ooh. total points. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. I think, like I said, I think it's going to be a gritty game, and I don't know if Zach Levine will be able to kind of do the same thing that he did against the Raptors. Uh, so I'm going to go with less, where you get 105 points, which is a risky pick, but I'm kind of favoring the DeMar DeRozan going off instead of Levine uh, play-in. So uh, that's what I'm going for. I like it. Uh, I do have Zach Levine over 25 and a half points. Ooh. So we're, we're on opposite sides there. Um <laughs> I just feel like the number's a good one here. I, I agree with you that I think it's more of a DeMar game than a Zach game. I think uh, I think that's probably going to happen here. But I think Levine should, could still hit that with the 40 minutes he's going to get, basically. Um, of course, the game total is also a thing you have going in your favor for the under as well. So um, I'm, I'm a little bit shakier on mine. So if you want to go a route, I'd probably give Ramiz the point here. So go ahead and hit that under. Uh, my next uh, play here, since I you kind of uh, stole my thunder there, I'm going to go Victor Oladipo. <laughs> Uh, I'm actually going Ooh. under 17.5, under 17.5 points and rebounds, <laughs> and that's 90 points against my Chicago Bulls. Um, you know, look, the Bulls have been one of the top uh, five defenses in the NBA since the All-Star break, since they added Patrick Beverly, uh, and the rotation's kind of changed a little bit. We were able to bring Patrick Williams off the bench. Uh, I would assume off the bench. You know, Caruso has been in and out of the lineup. Um, it's it's a it's a really tough team to score against from the perimeter. It's a, they've got really good perimeter defense. Between Caruso, uh, Desumu, uh, Kobe White's even playing been playing really good defense. So, um, so I think it's going to be tough for those you know backups on that on that Heat squad to uh, really score uh, a whole lot of points here. Uh, I really don't see it happening, but maybe you have the over. Remy he's convinced me otherwise. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm not going to talk okay. about it. <laughs> I think uh, I think you're a fair shot on that one because uh, Alex Caruso, Patrick Beverly, you guys have a lot of really good defensive guards. I would assume. So I don't think Oladipo is going to really uh, be able to get a stat line like that. I mean, as, he's probably not going to get a lot of minutes either. Uh, he didn't play a lot against Atlanta Hawks, so I don't see why he would get the same amount of minutes in this type of matchup, unless for maybe defense. Uh, but my next pick was uh, I'm going for the money here. So I'm going for a BAM over one and a half total blocks where you get 130 points. Uh, obviously, this is a tough pick because he will be guarding uh, the perimeter. He'll be guarding Vucevic a lot more. But uh, maybe there's times where he switches on a BAM where he just – Maybe like uh, just get some blocks because the, the Bulls don't attempt a lot of threes, so maybe that allows a lot more opportunity for Ben to get some blocks. I don't, yeah, I don't uh, dislike that. I think it's, a, it's some good logic there. Uh, my last, my next one here is Torian Prince. I've got over 8.5 points and rebounds. That's just 70 points against OKC Thunder. Uh, I mean, look, he's not the best player in the world, but he's filling in for Jaden McDaniels, and I think he played 40 minutes in the last game if I remember correctly. So. Uh, as long as he's getting a whole bunch of minutes, um, I mean, pretty much any NBA player can score, you know, eight points with that many minutes and grab one rebound. So, so I think I'm going to take the over there at 70 points as kind of a, just a free a free spot there. So, what's your next one there? Uh, I'm going with uh, Kyle Anderson over 11 half total rebounds assists. Uh, obviously, with the absence of Jalen McDaniels, like I mentioned, and Torian Prince being the only available forward, he's going to get a lot of minutes. And I think if Rudy Gobert especially doesn't play. He'll probably be the backup center as well. So uh, 11 and a half total rebounds assists. I went with the over, which you get 105 points. I like it, man. And then my last one here, we might have the same one, but Jalen Williams, J-A-Y-L-I-N, over 5.5 rebounds, oh. uh, 95 points, and that's against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, again, I just feel like he's going to have to guard Carl Anthony Towns. He's going to be on the floor for 30-plus minutes. Uh, you know, I think he grabbed I think he grabbed eight rebounds in the last one, and he had eight assists, which was really, uh, really nuts. 
Um, but I think he's uh, probably going to get over 5.5 rebounds here. Uh, you said, oh, are you on the other side here? <laughs> uh, no, no. So I, I actually went with the other Jalen Williams. Oh, okay. So okay. I thought we had the same <laughs> pick. But uh, uh, yeah, I went with Jalen Williams for over 20.5 total points, rebounds, assists gotcha. for 105 points. Uh, but the other Jalen Williams is also a good shot because like, he's going to get like 30 plus minutes. And yeah. he should be able to get at least six defensive rebounds at the bare minimum. Yeah, unless he gets in that foul trouble and they play Darius Archer a lot. So let's, I don't know, we'll see. But, uh, but there we go. That's it. That's our Thrive. Oh, and thrivefantasy.com. Go there. Uh, use promo code ETHOS. Get your first deposit match up to 250 bucks. Also, go to sportsethos.com and sign up for the Wager Pass, the DFS Pass, the Ethos 360 Pass, all that good stuff. Uh, we are going to have a lineup lock show tomorrow, uh, 30 minutes before lock. So do tune in, tune in for that as well. We'll be running through some of these Wolves guys that are questionable. Hopefully, we get some information on them before, before the lineup's locked. So. Anyways, I am Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at, at BSBP. Keith and Ramiz, where can people find you, man? They can also find me at Twitter at Too Nice. That'll be spelled T O zero underscore nice underscore. Awesome, man. And uh, yeah, do follow the show wherever you are listening. Give us a like and subscribe and all that good stuff. But until next time, guys, go get that money.